Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Griff. And we are the, the Half Hearted Sports, Sports Podcast. Podcast. All right. Oh, we're going. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> I thought we just recorded the intro. <laughs> no, no. All right. That was first take, by the way. First one, we didn't do any others. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about sports. We're just two bros. A couple of one, two bros here. Bros I am a Cowboys fan. And I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, he's, he's a loser. So we have beef. <laughs> Active beef. We fight. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Constantly. But That actually leads to the first topic. Why don't we talk about the Cowboys offseason? Cowboys offseason. What I would want to address in the draft too, first is we need a safety and some offensive line. Our offensive line is aging, but... We might have to trade some draft picks for Sean Payton now. So I think it's crazy that you can trade for a coach. That's a weird concept to me. Yeah, yeah, because he's in, he's just wrapped up in a contract like anybody else. Yeah. So and it's too bad you can't trade a coach for a coach. You know, McCarthy, <laughs> like for like three tight ends coach or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Cowboys and their tight ends. <laughs> yeah, coming out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, the good thing about this is a really safety heavy draft. So. Um, it's it's really like even in the late rounds you mm-hmm. can get a safety I think uh, like a a usable one too. Um, you guys kind of need a re- just but besides uh, your cornerbacks I think you need a bit like two safeties probably right. Well, honestly, we got Bossman Fat was our second round draft pick last year cornerback. Bossman Fat, Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> oh, okay. Not Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Joseph. Calvin Joseph. Oh yeah, from uh, Kentucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Okay. He might he looked he played in that Eagles game week eighteen, and he looked okay. He looked like there's something there next year. He got hurt this off season in the preseason, I guess, and okay. so he didn't play. Yeah, I didn't see him. So much. yeah, he uh, got behind on his development, but he might be okay. I'd give him a year next year. I mean, can't be that much worse. But safety is really what we need. We had a lot of big plays over the top that were just terrible angles taken by our safeties. Okay, and our offensive line. I mean, um, Tyron Smith. That this is probably his last year. He needs to yeah. hang it up. Not that he's not still effective. He's just always hurt. Yeah. So you at least need a backup there. So and Connor Williams holds like yeah. every other series. You got to hold call on him. So yeah, I mean those are really the two big holes. Um, I mean I think you guys can maybe get a uh, a tight end. Maybe I think you're losing Schultz, right? Dalton Schultz. No, I think we're gonna keep him. I'm not 100 on that yet though. Um. We got Jarwin if we lose him. Jarwin, okay. We can get one in the later round. Probably yeah. something. There's a guy named, I think, Trey McBride that's coming up, and he's supposed to be. You can get him probably in the third round, beginning of the third round. McBrizzy? Yeah. You already, he's already Gang. Cowboys. Gang, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, is what kind of other moves do you think? Like, do you think you keep the, the coach? You, no, you I want to get McCarthy, but uh, the, the whole thing going on now with the coaches, like – I wouldn't necessarily fire McCarthy and and put in um, Dan Quinn because it's like we saw Dan Quinn. Yeah, at the Atlanta, I'm not thrilled about that hire just because he had one yeah. good season as a defensive coordinator. We, you know, I mean, because I would if there's a better coaching hire next year, I wouldn't be able to get him. And I don't want to keep just firing coaches over and over and over again. Yeah. So unless we can get some. Offensive mastermind like McVeigh, a Shanahan, or the Sean Payton. I mean, I'd wait. I'd go through another year of sucking next year mm-hmm. for Sean Payton. 
to just chill in retirement. Yeah. Kind of like McCarthy did. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's got the itch for it. You know, he's an offensive mind. So, I mean, he'd probably just watch sports for a year and, and get the itch and come back. Well, he's just one of the – he's like basically Andy Reid at Philly yeah. when, it, when he was with New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just needs – and honestly, I think Drew Brees is overrated. Really? Yeah. A hot take. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hot take of the episode. I mean, I think he's <laughs> a good quarterback. Yeah. I think he's very good. I think out of a scale of, you know – uh, who's a 10? Patrick Mahomes being a 10. Yeah. And Blake Bortles being a 1. I think. Well, Blake Bortles wasn't 1. Bortles is at least a 4. Yeah, I think maybe like a. Like a Tim. Like, like Tim a, Couch. A guy who can't get on the field. Yeah. Okay. Like Manziel. Like a Manziel. Being, yeah, Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> you say Manziel. Manziel. <laughs> That's what he had. He didn't have enough Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I think Breeze is like a seven. Okay. I, I think he's good, very good. But yeah. I don't think he's like Mahomes or yeah, he, he didn't Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady and Peyton yeah. Manning. Like he gets put up with those guys. I think Sean Payton's system elevated him to that ne- next True. level. Like he was cut for Philip Rivers. He was because of injury, I think. Undersized too. It's Undersized, just potential. Yeah. Like he was good, but if you go back and look at those early Saints offenses, every pass. Every there's no run there's no handoffs. Every play was like a pass or a dump off. Oh yeah, to like Pierre Thomas, Reggie Bush, Reggie Bush. Yeah, they, they just didn't. They didn't just like have a traditional offense. Sean Payton has always been very clever with yeah. what he does on that stuff, and so I think it boosts up Drew Brees' number. He was a very serviceable quarterback, mm-hmm. but I think with a coach like Sean Payton, and they did get robbed a couple times in the postseason too. Okay, yeah, no, they definitely <laughs> did. Do you think that he'd be able to maybe transform Dak Prescott? I think so. I think okay. yeah, definitely. After watching the way that that season ended, Dak Prescott left a lot of meat on the bone there. Left a lot to be desired, and that comes down to coaching. I watched. Um, I watched the film. You know, I'm not afraid of firing up the film. No, <laughs> old school <laughs> projector. <laughs> I'm down there in the basement yeah. with McCarthy. <laughs> we got the flipping through the playbook. Yeah, uh, but and Dak doesn't seem to know. A lot of times, the purpose of certain routes. Yeah. Neither does Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's overrated too. He's, <laughs> he's garbage. Hey, another hot take. Cowboys hot take. <laughs> hot take. Kellen Moore, you know, he does some stuff that just drives you crazy. Okay. Running man schemes in the zone defenses over and over and over again. And he gets completely away from uh, running the ball. Like, completely goes away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does he get, does he kind of get skittish a little bit? Like, Third quarter or so, if they're down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, you have to run. No good. No quarterback is good without a running game. Yeah. Like, let's even look at the Chiefs. Like. The Chiefs? The Chiefs. Yeah, like with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, their offense struggled once they lost. Um, the, what's a good running back they kicked? Clyde. You're talking about Clyde oh. Edwards or whatever? No, that's their new running back. Oh, their old one? He's kind of a CHE's kind of a bum. Kareem Hunt. There we go. Oh, Kareem Hunt, yeah. Oh, so, and they cut him, yeah. They cut him. I mean, they struggled until honestly McKinnon came in this year yeah. and gave their their um offense a big burst there. The last couple games of yeah. the season and um the playoff game against the Bills. You have to have a running game. I don't care who you are, but Tom Brady needs a running game. I mean, Peyton Manning needs a running game too. Yeah. Peyton Manning could get his running game going, but 
Dak needs a run game just like any other quarterback. You think it should go through the run game, or do you think it should go through Dak? I think ideally it goes through the run game. Yeah. The only problem you see with a lot of offenses that go through the run game, when in the run game it's not working, everything falls apart. If yeah. a team does figure out how to stop the run game. Which is not that hard, honestly. You stack the box. Make them throw, but yeah. Romo was always good at when we were when they were stacking the box, over the top to death. Yeah. Like, no big deal. Dak hasn't yeah. got there yet. That's, well, I mean, I think Romo was better at the line. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've talked about that where it's, you know, he can read defenses. And, I mean, that's down to film study. I mean, have you heard anything about Dak Prescott being in the film room or, like, being, like, a no, guru? I haven't. Because you hear about those things. Like, I heard Peyton Manning, like, did, like, 17 hours on off days. Yeah, I, film. I heard Brady tells his wife to shut up when he's watching porn. Really? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, film. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I mean that too. That yeah. too. Yeah, shut yeah. up, woman. <laughs> uh, speaking of, by the way, uh, should we talk about Brady's retirement? Yeah, let's go into Brady's That's retirement. Tough. That's tough. It's um, one of those, he's the last player he that I watched officially yet. Yeah, he's the last player that I watched. That that I, he was in the league when I started watching football, which is crazy to me. Um, I think he honestly deserves. It. I mean, if he wants to retire, that's fine. I mean, I, I you can't be mad about that. Yeah, um, like I think it's time. What's I, the over under though? Do you think he comes back? Like, if you were a betting man, if I had to put the odds right now, I'd say ninety percent he does not come back. Really, man? I wa- just watching that game. I kind of felt like he knew this is this is it. Yeah, the team is just not going to be at a level next year. I don't think. And losing Antonio Brown. Was, I, I think it took a lot of toll on the team. Uh, the linebacker, Levante David, talked about it. Like oh, it was yeah. a lot behind the scenes that y'all didn't even really know about. That was wow. He was causing issues, and I think all the drama. And Gronk got hurt like, this year. Um, well, like, like you said, they're losing a lot. They're losing Godwin, losing Gronk, losing Sue. I mean, there's a bunch of pieces that he could maybe like bring back if mm-hmm. he was coming back. Yeah, they had all do one year contracts, but I think. Um, the team will be different. Leonard and, Fournette too. I think they. I don't. Yeah. They might lose him. And yeah, I. So it it may not look as good. He definitely doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild at this point. Like no, he uh, wants rings. I think he has a better chance of going to um, San Francisco than coming back with the Bucks. Oh, I can't even imagine him doing that though. That's why I'm. I agree. Um. I think, too, he possibly um, pulls a Brett Favre, too. And uh, maybe, like, takes a, little, yeah, takes a little break. And then maybe, like, into training camp, he's like, hey, I want to play again. Which would be kind of crappy for the Bucks or any team that would I don't think Brady will do that. You don't think so? No. I think he knows. I think he already knows what he's going to do. Well, I will say, like you said, he was getting beat up in that game. Yeah, he was getting hit. He just Pressure. didn't look like he was having fun. His mouth is bleeding. He's just... Yelling yeah. at the ref. Like, that was probably an ice bath game. You know, and like, yeah. if he had a game where he was untouched, I could see him getting the itch. But, you know, the last feelings he'll have is kind of getting smacked in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the last memory he's going to leave in all of our heads is he came back in that game. Yeah. He pulled off the comeback as mm-hmm. good as he could have. I mean, you can't count for Cooper Cup over the top. Yeah. Plus, um, their secondary is just <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. But he did it. I mean, he he did it one more time for everybody yeah. to see. And 
I think might as well just ride off into the sunset. Yeah. We're getting we're getting used to him playing into his forties when most quarterbacks didn't even play past thirty eight. No, and I kind of thought once he started doing it, more quarterbacks might do it. Mm-hmm. But they're all falling apart. Breeze yeah. fell apart, Ben fell apart. Um, yeah. who else? Uh Manny fell apart, but he outside of injury. I mean Andrew Luck retired at what, twenty nine? Like Yeah. I thought it would be a oh, because they changed the rules. Oh, everybody's just going to play in their 40s. I know. They're talking about um, Russell Wilson playing into his 40s and stuff. And, I mean, he gets we'll beat up. We'll see. I mean, we'll he gets see. hit a lot, though. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, Brady's just, it's different. Now, Rodgers might. Rodgers looks like he's still in peak form. Yeah. And um, if he finds a good home in Pittsburgh or Denver or something like that. You think he's leaving Packers this oh, year? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think he was already soured. And then... Uh, he's even soured more. I think. I think he almost came back for the fans, and I think the fans are turning on him now because they're tired of it. And then there's been a lot of media hype around him not getting the vaccine. There's just been a lot of negative stuff. I think he wants a clean slate. That would yeah. be my guess. You, you don't think so? I think this. I think it's just hard because he's got to be traded, and anywhere you trade, they're gonna have to give up a lot. I don't think he does. I think they restructured his contract. Okay. I think so. I think he's still. Um, but. He either goes to Denver or Pittsburgh. Those are really the best picks. The two uh, options there. Unless he wants to go to San Francisco. Yeah, he could go west. But that'd be kind of a KD move. <laughs> they yeah. just beat you in the postseason and then you switch yeah, over. Be, yeah. Um, but they got two quarterbacks there too now, so. But, yeah, I mean, there's also talk about anybody want to go to San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I mean, he's the free agent destination. Yeah. Russell Wilson might want to leave and go there too. That sounds like I mean Russ. Russ is kind of the. I don't really know where Russ goes. Honestly, I think I don't think I think that's probably the most likely he leaves. He's yeah. probably the most likely because he's been soured and they're awful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Packers are good. He's soured, but they're still good. He could still come back with a vengeance and make the championship game, but um, the Seahawks are awful and they'll probably be the worst team in the league after he leaves. They're that bad. Yeah. And they have no draft picks. They've ruined – that's kind of happens with a lot of times when you give coaches that much power is mm-hmm. they don't spend enough time working with numbers and stuff. they just like, oh, I want that guy. Let's go get that guy. Yeah. Like they don't really factor a long-term success. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like, all right, we can get this guy. We can win now. Um, yeah. And they're probably all a little bit – like Pete Carroll's definitely overly enthusiastic. Yeah. Like when he shouldn't have been. He's very I, old school too. They traded what? Like two first rounds and a third round for a safety? For a guy who had, didn't have one pick when they got him. Yeah. He didn't have one interception. And uh I mean he was good. Yeah, but, what I think too, a lot of people they they basically bet their whole franchise on either one pick. So basically they'll like uh they'll go up and get a pick. And they'll trade a bunch of future picks. And what you don't realize about that is, like, if that doesn't pan out or he gets injured, then you're going to have really good picks that aren't even yours going to another team. Yeah. So it's like that's part of the rebuild is like, okay, so we were awful this year, but at least we have seven picks or Mm -hmm. maybe even more picks that we can rebuild with. If you bet on one person, it's like too many eggs in one basket, I Mm -hmm. think, at least. Yeah, and you're you're, yeah, like you said, you're wagering wagering your future Mm -hmm. on a safety. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's, and not like I can understand quarterback. I can understand like maybe like a really good left tackle mm-hmm. or something like that, but a safety. And you gotta watch out taking 
good players off bad teams. Yeah. Because you just don't understand how to work in a, in mm-hmm. a functional system. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's like the Russell Westbrook effect. Like, Situ- yeah, he's putting yeah. up crazy numbers in OKC. That's a really good comparison, yeah. But then you put him on a better roster, and he can't. Yeah, it's kind of like you become like a, instead of being a big fish in a little mm-hmm. pond because you're a, small, a terrible yeah. team, you become like a big fish in a big pond, and you're like, what do I even do? Yeah, like, you may be the role? best athlete out there, mm-hmm. but when you can't function in a system. Yeah. Like, I think what happened with the Pete Carroll situation is he misses his Legion of Boom days. He just... But you can't rebuild that. No. I mean, that's a, a once-in-a-lifetime. It was ridiculously lucky. Yeah, they were Sherman was a sixth round pick yeah, or something like that. Yeah, fifth or sixth round pick. Yeah. yeah, and Earl Thomas. He fell too. I think he was a third round pick. Yeah, Cam Chancellor was was Wagner part of that too? Wagner was too. Yeah, and I, what I think too is um, the uh, like all the, all those picks were either late or um, they were. I mean, they were drafted into that system too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing too. Like they once they left. They all were not that good. Like they, every single other person, opposite of Richard Sherman, was terrible when they left. Mm-hmm. There was one that came to Philly, uh, Brian. Um, it was Byron. Byron, yeah, Byron Jones, I think. No, Maxwell. Byron Maxwell. Byron Maxwell. There, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah, Byron Jones is the cowboy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brian Maxwell just didn't fit the system. Like you have to. That's another thing too. Like these people, they got they got to fit the system. And I think that's maybe the the Adam situation. That's so. kind of a lot of the drafting, correctly too. Yeah, like you, you're drafting guys. This is their first experience into the pros. That's why you really want to mm-hmm. come to a good organization. I know, and that's what <sighs> sucks too with these lower level teams. Mm-hmm. You, like they're just dysfunctional. That's they'll never I, get out of it. Yeah, and they'll always be like that mm-hmm. because uh, they don't know how to yeah develop a culture. And but one thing you can see though, it's like when you have a good coach. They can get his players to play for him. Like, look at the Lions this year. Like, Dan Quinn got those guys playing for him. Yeah. And David Culley for the Texans. Those guys played hard. If they went 0-18, I wouldn't have been surprised. But they won a couple games. Well, they won the same amount of games with Deshaun Watson without Deshaun Watson. Wow. And J.J. Watt, too. They lost to both. It's true. Yeah, I mean. And, I mean, they lost uh, the receiver. Like, um, Hopkins. Hopkins. That yeah, was a, a few years, years ago. Though. Yeah. but uh, Yeah, but still. Yeah. I mean, so you once you kind of get the culture moving, you just got to keep going forward. But like the Giants right now, dysfunction. What do you do? What do you do if yeah. the Giants? They fire their coach and GM. You know that it's dysfunction when they fire both. Because mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of teams, like like the Eagles, for instance, they fired their coach but kept their GM. I think that Probably at least was a mistake. I don't know. I mean, I, I like our I like Howie Roseman a lot, but um, but I think that you get a little. There's a little bit of continuity then. When if you fire both, then you're starting from scratch. And I mean, maybe that may be a good thing because you get a full mm-hmm. freshness set of eyes or something like that. But I don't. I don't know. I have heard from Jimmy Johnson on a podcast that you should hire them almost both together. I think this is Jimmy because they work together. True. They have to get along, and their 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 success is tied to each other. Mm-hmm. So I think you should pretty much always fire them both at the same time and come in with one idea and one game plan. As, like of how you want to structure and uh, redo this thing. Like the yeah. Raiders GM Mike Mayock just got fired um, for gr- a lot of Gruden's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like Alex Leatherwood was not a first round draft pick. No, 
And everybody was hating on him for getting rid of Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, but they got a lot of good draft picks for him. They did. Like, if, if they just wouldn't have missed on all of them. Yeah. Because Gruden overruled him because he had 51%, which I think any time you give a coach that much power in the draft, I think you're doomed for a failure. Yeah. Well, the GM is so many different positions, right? He's a, he's a money guy, and he uh, you know makes sure who's getting drafted. He's a, he's in charge of scouts and everything. Mm-hmm. I think you need like two different people. You need a person that's like moving players, signing players, and uh, you know they, they have a good relationship, and then a guy that is purely talent. Because I tell you, Howie Roseman, he knows how to move around numbers and stuff. He does not know how to draft talent. Really, and uh, we used to have Joe Douglas there, who I think is at the Jets now, and he knew how to identify talent. Mm-hmm. He was, I think he was an Andy Reid alum. He just knew how to draft talent, and uh, you have to have a kind of a separation, I think. Um, what, what's the situation with the Cowboys? Like, do you guys ever wish you had a GM instead of just well, Jerry? Yes, we have a lot in the past. But um, since we took Zach Martin over Johnny Manziel, we have done very good yeah. in the draft. 2017 was a rough year. We took... Taco Charlton mm-hmm. over TJ Watt. I think the rest of that draft was pretty good, though, right? No, we got really? Jordan Lewis. But oh, honestly, there Lewis. wasn't much in that draft. Yeah, there was a what year? Is that 2017? 17? Okay. Yeah. There wasn't much there. Yeah. And so I like I looked at all the rest of the draft. Like, I guess there was this guy here, this guy there, but it really wasn't like. Oh, yeah, I know. That many swing and misses. There was just the yeah. one that you, I mean, you get TJ Watt in a draft. Yeah, you, you hit a home run, mm-hmm. but yeah, Taco Charlton. God. But other than that, Jerry and Steven, it's mainly Steven. Since Steven's kind of stepped up and took a bigger role mm-hmm. in his talent evaluation, we've done a lot better drafting. Okay. We, we got the pieces. Now we never should have paid Zeke. Yeah, I honestly, I think a running backs room should just be like a carousel. It should just be whoever's performing. Like the Eagles right now. Like I know a lot of the Eagles fans love Miles Sanders. But he's always hurt, and a quarter or running backs aren't really that good after 26, 27 years old. Like the the tires are worn, mm-hmm. so you just got to keep driving it. And like a running back is a diamond, doesn't? If you have a good line, and line will be there forever. But a lineman can be there for thirteen years, and it won't be a surprise. But if a running back's there for thirteen years, you're kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore did it. They're both good for a long time, but they're just exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. And Zeke. Once he got that contract, he's really young too, isn't he? Like he's under twenty seven, I think. Yeah, he got that contract like three years earlier because he was like, "I'm taking a beating. I need yeah. to be reimbursed." I wonder if you guys got Sean Payton, which there's talks of. Do you think they would change the run game a little bit, where it'd be pat? Like, is he? A, he's a good pass catcher, I think, decent at least. He's good. And so, um, you know, you guys, you guys had that tandem. You so guys could. Pollard. Yeah. And Zeke was running on a PCL this year, and I don't want to hear that. I hate that so much. Then, then sit. Yeah, because you were terrible. I agree. You suck. So let's get, bring in Corey Clement, who did decent when given the opportunity, and give him a shot. Like, yeah. no, do not run with a torn PCL. Then blame it on having a torn PCL mm-hmm. at the end of the year. That drives me crazy. If you're hurt, like Baker Mayfield this year, if you're hurt, sit down. There's no benefit to just going in there and sucking. Mm. Like, there's you're doing your team no service or yourself. Or yourself, yeah, you're hurting your legacy, and you're um, you're you're hurting the team because they could have a better player in there. Like Zeke, at what was he forty percent is not better than Clement 
at 100%. Yeah, or Pollard even. Pollard even. He even got hurt there at the end, too. Yeah. With plantar fascia. But, yeah, just that that whole thing, playing through injuries is part of the game. We're all dealing with stuff. No, you have a torn PCL. No, yeah. Sit out. Yeah, that's that's for, like, Friday Night Lights. You know, this is professional football. You guys have professional trainers and professional, you know, everybody working through all your different injuries. You have a whole medical. You probably have the best medical treatment in the world. Mm-hmm. Lean on that. Lean on, uh, you know, get into the film room then, you know? Yeah. I mean, it might be weird as a running back, but I'm sure you can benefit from it. And uh, I think you're right about that. Yeah, every time I see that, because especially for fantasy playing, because yeah. whenever you see a player just playing injured, you're just like, well, I don't, this is bad because I know he's at least going to get some work. But I don't want to bench him, but he's terrible when I play him. Yeah. So it's the worst case scenario because, yeah, Zeke running with a torn PCL. There's still like one week he scored two touchdowns. Yeah. And still look good. And you're just like, what do I do with this guy? Yeah. Um, but, and every year it's something with him now, though. Since his rookie year, yeah. he was suspended for the six games. And the way they did that, which was crap, by the way, but the fact that he was suspended, they drug it out all year. Yeah. Instead of just getting it done. and uh, Well, he was fighting it, wasn't he? He's he was, fighting it, yeah. yeah. Then he ended up having to sit out at the end of the year. And nobody knew when he was going to have to sit. There was a chance he wasn't going to have to sit at all. And just kind of ruined the whole season because we never knew if we had Zeke that week or not. Yeah. And so there was that. And there's a flash in the chick's breast on the boat or whatever. Yeah. I think the Cowboys' main problem with their the way they win their team is threefold. One of them, one of the issues is it's actually a really good thing. They give a lot of people second chances or chances on people that like the uh, like Lowell or, or Liel, the well, uh, Collins, Collins okay. yeah. Like they took a chance on him and they it paid dividends. Like he, the charges were dropped or whatever was going on, and it just got dropped. And so they have a really good lineman and they got it for free. I think right second round like, pick. No, I thought he went like in the undrafted, didn't he? No, I think we got him in the second round. Um, he's supposed to go first round. Yeah, I remember that. I think he fell far, but no, beyond that, be wrong. Um, the but the Cowboys take chances on these players. Um, then the the second fold is that they uh, are the most known team, right? And so like all these sports channels are, are watching them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Shannon and Skip are talking about them every single day. Mm-hmm. ESPN's talking about them every single day. Come on, Skip. Yeah, Skip. <laughs> skip. And, but so all these different issues get magnified then, and then on top of that, then the first issue comes back where it's like these troubled players then their issues get even more magnified. And so, I mean, I don't know how you fix that because it's actually been a benefit, but also it comes back and bites you sometimes. You know, like you have these distractions and they're always in the league. Like I would, I think it would do Cowboys a service if they just weren't in the media 24-7. Oh, definitely. I, sometimes I think it it definitely overhypes certain players. Like Demarcus Lawrence... I don't yeah. think was due for a big contract. No. But his good season there was overhyped to a point where you got to pay the man. You got to pay the man. Mm. And I hate all these shows always talking about you got to pay the man. You got to pay the I know. man. Like, there's the cap, man. I know. Like, <laughs> you can only pay so many people. Yeah. It probably acts like Jerry's not doing it because he's racist or something. Yeah, Jerry like, would pay anybody. Yeah, he Jerry likes. would. If there was no cap, Jerry would have. Everybody five hundred million dollars. Yes, way. yeah. <laughs> He'd sell his yacht if he needed. He to would have the Pro Bowl roster. Yeah. Yes, it would be the Yankees. Yeah, it's not about paying the man. It is the cap. It's a cap. But Lawrence didn't deserve a contract, but he got. And he's been 
good. He's been mm-hmm. good, but he hasn't been Aaron Donald. He hasn't been a Khalil Mack. Yeah. Um, but like Max or like Max Crosby. He got to have like one Max Crosby season like that. Yeah. And they got paid huge off of it. Yeah. And I mean, DNs are kind of, they're overpaid for their position. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, I mean, you do need a good pass rusher. But I think also they're a little bit of a – they're not a dime a dozen, but they're maybe 25 cents a dozen. Like, they're in the draft. You can get them late too. Yeah. Um, so it is tough. But, I mean, also you don't want to lose a player like that. Yeah, it, it's if hard. If they are nasty. And I think Jerry gets a little too attached to him. You got to – and then I think, like you said, with the media, it blows them up at, to be, yeah. uh, like, more beloved than they should be. Like, yeah. they're, they're all assets. They're, mm-hmm. I mean – but another thing, taking chances, like Randy Gregory, finally paid off this year. Okay. Like, took a chance on him a while ago. Yeah. And he's, this is his first season. He's probably, I think he's been with us five years now. This is his first season. He's had training camp and all year with the team. Oh, really? Yeah. Because like, injuries? No, because of uh, getting arrested and suspended oh. for, yeah. Wow. He might not have been arrested, but he was always suspended for marijuana and drugs. Oh, okay. Stuff. Yeah, failing drug tests. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, he was huge for us this year. He he was better than uh, what's his name there, Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, I think Lawrence too. Another stat that's kind of underrated is pressures. Mm-hmm. I think Lawrence provides a lot of pressures. He does. Um, so he had I mean, a couple of key fumbles for us this year too, and he was hurt most of the year. Yeah, broken foot. Uh, you want to talk about the Ravens rule change suggestion? Oh yeah, so the uh, the play the overtime. So I heard this was suggested by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Did you find that out? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Um, this is coming off the Chiefs uh, Bills game, the which Chief was Bills ridiculous. Game. Yeah. So the the new rule change would be that um, the flip a coin and the whoever wins the coin toss, I believe. Uh, gets to pick where the ball will be placed. And then the other team gets to choose whether they want to receive or kick. Okay. Like and normal. Play defense, yeah. But just depending on where the spot is, like, we'll play defense from that spot. Like, yeah. I think in that Bills game with the Chiefs, whoever was getting that ball first was winning. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins the coin toss puts it on the one, and it makes it more difficult. For them, yeah. for them to go 99 yards. Like, if they go 99 yards, they kind of – they deserve to win that game. Yeah. Versus getting the ball to 25. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then just kicking it. Getting it to 25 and just taking it down and scoring. Mm-hmm. Like – I mean, I feel like it's very hard to score a touchdown in the league. And so, if you can't get a stop on a touchdown – I mean, I'm, I like the field goal rule. I think everyone pretty much likes mm-hmm. that because no one wants to – game and you only have to get to what the the 50 mm-hmm. maybe the 45 depending on your kicker yeah and you win the game and that, that's lame i also thought of this okay let's what if you don't do any of the um just add the time to the clock and keep the game going how it is and the first person to score wins like let's say they're in the middle of a drive yeah and it's tied up just add 10 minutes to the clock and keep playing like a game, except the next score wins. Um, I think they, they would make a strategy on that, though. Because then they'd be like, okay, we're coming down to the wire. Let's run the ball a little bit. We'll get it down to like the 15. We'll wait till overtime goes. Because then like, they'd get rid of the two-minute warning and stuff. Like Two-minute warning well, wouldn't have any... Here's the thing, too. If they're driving, 
and they're about to score to win the game anyways. Like, they were gonna they had the ball in position to win anyways. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I mean, it seems like the fourth quarter doesn't have any like volume to it anymore because it's like it oh, does man, unless it's we'll tied. Go. Yeah, I guess so. And it seems like too, um, like the the team that would um, the team that's behind, they would be more desperate because mm-hmm. they would they wouldn't probably not want to go to overtime to that right. Mm-hmm. They would just they would want to. But like, let's say there's a minute left in the game and a team's driving. They're still driving to win the game, regardless of there's... Yeah. It wouldn't... It would keep the game going. Yeah, it does ruin the momentum. I will say that overtime does ruin momentum. Because, yeah, so it's... It, overtime stops the game, does a whole deal with the coin flip. Let's just keep playing. Mm-hmm. How it is, add 10 minutes, next score wins. Okay. Next touchdown wins or something. What about, like, no time limit? Next score wins. Well, you don't want games going forever. That's true. You don't want baseball. That's fair. Like, remember that... Arizona Seattle game it was like a Thursday night. What they, they missed like five field goals. It went the overtime all the way all the way. Yeah, and tied up tying. Yeah, that like I don't like that. Yeah, you, you, you don't. You gotta have a, a winner. Yeah, and you don't want it to go forever. That's fair. So I would just say, but overtime is kind of like a big deal. So my yeah. my suggestion would kind of take away the big deal mm-hmm. of overtime. It would just yeah. keep going until we have a winner. Next point wins, even if it's a field goal. Yeah. Like. I was thinking about the Ravens rule change, too. I think the sweet spot would be, like, either the 10 or the 15. Yeah. To where, uh, you know, they don't start all the way in their end zone. And on the one, they're, if they take on the one, they're not going to go on, on offense. Right? They're only going to go on defense. So, I think if they go on the 10 or 15, they're more likely to take offense. If you lose the coin flip, but I think you're more likely to get the ball back, and probably in good field position. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, unless you're playing Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night last Sunday, that's the thing. And that like it just it creates more of a decision. That was a defensive problem too. They should have jammed at the line. They should have, you know, if we could actually go to that game, they should have squib kicked it with 13 seconds left. I've heard that too. Yeah, um, because the. It's not just 13 seconds. It's 13 seconds with three timeouts. Yeah. Like that's like 2 minutes on the clock almost. Pretty much. Yeah. That's that's three guaranteed plays. Yeah. You get Patrick Mahomes with the way that game was going with mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill with prevent defense with Travis Kelsey, you're giving him three plays yeah. with, against prevent defense with three timeouts. I think if they're by four that's they're they're good. Yeah. But a field goal is not a big deal. Yeah. A field goal. I think they were probably just playing four overtime, though. Yeah, I mean they they were probably pumped. I mean I would be too. Well, no, they were they were down by. Oh no, they were tied. You're the right. The Chiefs needed to 13 seconds to kick a field goal. Okay, yeah. So they probably were paying for overtime. That's fair. So, but yeah, they shouldn't have been playing for overtime. Yeah. Because expect. I mean, that's what happened in the Rams, Bucks game. Yeah. They weren't playing for overtime. Mm-hmm. They went down there. They had one timeout and 40 seconds left, got sacked on the first play, and then they kept going for it. A lot of teams would have taken a knee right there and said, okay, overtime. Yeah. But you just don't know with Brady across the field if you want to give the ball to him in overtime. Yeah. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes across the field. Overtime, you're going to give him a chance to yeah. get the ball back and never get it back again? No. So I think that was a big mistake. And that kind of goes down to, I think, a lot of defensive nature coaches. Like they play with a little more 
lean on my defense. Just don't lose the game. Mm-hmm. Play to play to not to lose the game versus play to win the game. Yeah, and that's I mean that's tough because I mean, um, you know, if you play a little more aggressively, then you could give up a big play too. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you play too passively, you got to find the happy medium there. I don't I don't even know how you fix that, um, but the overtime rule would be interesting at least, and it, I think that's what they're going for. There, I think right? it makes it a little more fair if they do that Ravens rule there. My rule kind of takes the excitement out of overtime. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I don't think you want the NCAA rules. No, that jacks up stats. Because the NFL is so stat-centric. Like, mm-hmm. we're trying to break these rules. But if someone so has five touchdowns in an overtime, like, yeah, it just jacks up everybody's stats. Yeah, fantasy would go haywire. Uh, yeah, fantasy would have to turn off after. Yeah. Um, after after regulation, regulation yeah, because yeah, it's like, <laughs> can you imagine like Jamar Chase in overtime catches t- twelve touchdowns in a oh row? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, and I I think too it'd be it'd be difficult for uh, contract situations because a lot of people play with incentives and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd have to you'd have to get like, I don't know, you have to get twenty five sacks or something. Oh, I didn't think about incentives too. Yeah, yeah. that would jack up. <laughs> Yeah, because so Antonio Brown would need like eight more catches or something. He'd get it easy. He'd had him because overtime goes, NFL games go to overtime mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, it's very common. I think it happens almost like every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, you would, they would get that for sure. Okay, in overtime, but yeah, college is fun for college, but I don't. There's no contracts. Yeah, it's, and yeah. Uh, speaking of, by the way, what do you think about the Brown situation? Do you think uh, he gets – like as a GM, do you give him another chance? I think you have to. I mean, he's old. He's 33. 33 years old. Oh, Antonio Brown? Antonio I Brown. You're talking about the Browns. Oh, Baker. no. Oh, <laughs> give no. Baker another chance. He should go to the Browns. Though. That makes sense. <laughs> you could probably have an old Browns, Browns team. <laughs> That'd be dope. Um, Antonio Brown, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't touch him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't touch him. I mean, he's past his prime. He's off his rocker. Yeah, and he's only a liability. There's just so many talented wide receivers and coming yeah. out of the draft every year now. And now the Ravens are talking about signing him when they just got that rookie last year who looks like he's going to be a stud. Yeah. I mean, they still got Hollywood Brown. They got arguably the best tight end in the league right yeah, now, that's Mark what Andrews. I was yeah. You got a solid receiving core. Yeah. Um, They're a 12 and 5 team, I think, with Lamar Jackson yeah, they behind are. them. Yeah. They'll keep going. Lamar's just got to get better at passing the ball. He's yeah. got to keep getting better. He does work. You can tell he's gotten better every year. He's just got to keep getting better. Because, yeah. I mean, he's just now starting to get injured. Like, yeah. how long how long has he got left with those legs? That's so. what's the problem with these running quarterbacks mm-hmm. is they, you know, it's similar to the running back situation. Like, how much mileage is on them? Well, it's, it's a combination of, like, they come into the league with superstar potential already because yeah. they, they can do it all. But – they're not seasoned enough to like go for a serious playoff run. Okay. Like Dak Prescott's rookie year. Like we had everything, but we had a rookie quarterback in. Yeah. Like hadn't seen anything. Hadn't seen the playoffs yet. Doesn't yeah. understand how it works. There's not as much of a built slow build up in their career. They're just straight to the top. Yeah. Like with Kaepernick and uh yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a good one. And like so he immediately was just thrusted into expectations yeah. within his second year of being in the league. He didn't even get a full first year. They started with Flacco. He came in later. 
it's hard for a quarterback in his second year to take a team through a serious playoff run yeah. when he hasn't seen everything yet. I think a lot of the times, too, the quarterback has to win the locker room, too. So, you know, like, they can say whatever they want, but the locker room knows that you're a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting somebody pumped up, you know, like someone like Flacco, he knew he'd been there before. He'd mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl and stuff. So, I don't know. It's it's might also been, if I can win, I've also been a little jaded. Like, I've been here before. Yeah. You guys should have seen me back then. <sighs> the most overhyped quarterback probably <laughs> of all time. Didn't deserve it. Contract like he got. Well, I mean, neither did what Nick Foles. He still he got it. <laughs> one hit, or one Wentz. Wince. Wince actually go back and look at those twenty seventeen stat the oh, highlights. Yeah. He was ridiculous. He was. I think he's just a broken man mentally. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, Philly, I think Harry Rosen broken. Philly just got in his head. Yeah. No, I mean, like I was thinking about this too. You know, uh, if you got like the drafts coming up here in April, and so, you know, if if you're picking a, a city. I'm not. I'm a Philly fan, and I don't want to go to Philly. <laughs> yeah. You know, in any position. I mean, they'll go after linemen. They'll be like, "This lineman's trashed," and it will be like, "He'll have a one bad game," and be like, "This lineman's trash." Yeah, the one news report: Aguilar dropped a pass that week in the yeah. game, <laughs> and then the guys like caught a baby. Out yeah, he's like, "You take notes, Aguilar." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're relentless. Yeah, and they're not. It's not a fun city to be. Like, meanwhile, you got a team that's like fun. You know, like I think the Jaguars would be a fun team to go to because. They have no expectations. Well, I, but I know it wouldn't be, but it, the fans would be fun. The fans would be fun. Yeah. If you were good, too, especially, they would love you. They would love you because mm-hmm. they're, you know, like the Bortles years, they were loved. Um, but I wouldn't want to go to Philly because, I mean, they've, they know what it's like now, especially because they won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, they – and like Dallas, too. Like I wouldn't want to go to Dallas because of the media. So there's all these different factors, you know. Yeah, Dallas, too, you have one bad year. Everybody hates you. Like the fans Zeke, hate you and the media. Like Zeke is just hated by all of Cowboys Nation. Really? Yeah. He just got paid a bunch of money and never showed up again. Yeah. Like, but if you really go back and look at his rookie year, he's just a. Remember how crazy you were at like 21? Yeah. That's what he was. He was yeah. a wild man. He was a guy who wanted to fight anybody at a bar, jump over anybody, run through anybody's teeth. And then, yeah. he, you know, he got paid. He turned 25. The world kind of started. His brain finished developing. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem like as good of a risk yeah. to take. You weigh the pros and cons of jumping over this person, of That's running through this person. And so, um, and I, yeah, I think he just matured, and he really wasn't that good. He was just kind of crazy when he, in his younger days. Yeah. He was a, like, you know that crazy kid in high school is always just rocking around with a broken arm or something because he just is always – yeah. That was Zeke. Zeke was actually a Pepsi kid. can on his yeah. head or something. Yeah. <laughs> but then he matured. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel like hurting himself all over the time. And that line, too, was ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Arguably the best offensive line ever. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <sighs> best offensive line I've seen in my time of watching okay. football. And I started watching football in. The Rams-Tennessee Titans was the first game I watched. Their Super Bowl. Yeah. That was the first football game I ever watched, watched. That's a good football game. Yeah. Um, that was the one with, on the one-yard line? Yeah, where he reached yeah. it out. Dyson, I think his got, name was. Got short. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, in my time. Now, they talk about the Cowboys line with Emmitt Smith was the best of all time. But that's, I think that's too long ago to compare. That's two different eras. It's really weird to me, too, like, it seems like lines are just now getting into the forefront of football. Yeah, people are kind of starting to figure it out. Well, yeah, it's a it's a 
copy league, like copycat league, where well, it's weird to me. Like it seems like the lines weren't valued back then. Mm-hmm. Well, what that Dallas offensive line? I mean, they drafted all three of those guys with first round picks. Yeah, and all three of them, well, should be Hall of Famers. Um, Frederick, the center, probably won't because he didn't play long enough. He yeah. got sick with something. I, I heard the. Was. I heard the. They're not supposed to consider that length of career. They're supposed to consider like the years they're actually playing. Mm. Kind of like the off-field issues. You're not Maybe. supposed to consider that. But what offensive so. line is better? I, I mean, I don't know because I didn't really value. I never. First of all, I never really saw offensive linemen till now as a unit. I used to look at them as individuals. You know, I never saw an offensive line dominate like that. Like Rumble would sit back there for like 15 seconds sometimes. Yeah. Like if pump fake, pump fake, and the camera would keep going. Yeah. Over. Was this the 14 season? Yeah. Yeah. Kept just, everyone would just sit back there and just. Yeah. All day. And then until you found this guy. But so. I don't know. I mean, like, um, I actually think they should change with fantasy. They should. Uh, um, they should like add linemen as a you know how they do defense you could draft yeah, a lineman draft units yeah and you can get like 10 points and then like if they give up a sack or a sack fumble or something they so much that, I don't know I think that's getting a little too cute with the fantasy roster there yeah I guess it is kind of getting in the weeds it's uh you're really getting to the, down to the nitty gritty like I don't like when they when you add a defensive player into it the IDP leagues, yeah, yeah, no, forget that. I've never done that. I refuse to play in a league that does that. Yeah, because like it's impossible. It's... Well, also when you only draft in like one player and everybody, there's there's just too many good defensive players out there. To yeah, have one on your team. Yeah, they're ridiculous. So yeah. All right, want to end it there? Yeah, in let's the first call one forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we call it again? <laughs> we'll call the uh... man. <laughs> We're called the half-hearted, the half-hearted sports podcast. podcast. Yes. All right. <laughs> Later, everybody. Hey, remember that name. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> we're we're uh, dropping episodes every once Week. in a while. Oh, we're doing the uh, bro life science. <laughs> yeah. Every right. now and then. We'll catch you next time. Next time we drop. Yeah. All right. All right. Later. <laughs>